You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in on a Tuesday, Fox Sports Radio. Indeed, it is the Dan Patrick Show. Rob Parker and TJ Hushmanzada filling in for Dan and the Danettes. Of course, uh, Hush, the former All-Pro wide receiver, mostly for the Cincinnati Bengals. He has a radio show here on Fox Sports Radio, up on game every Saturday. And that podcast is pretty damn good, too. The Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast on the Extra Points Podcast Network. And uh, I am Rob Parker from The Odd Couple, 7 to 10, Monday through Friday, Eastern, that is, on Fox Sports Radio, The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and yours truly. And uh, welcome in. Good morning, Mr. TJ Hushmanzada. How you doing, buddy? Man, Rob, I'm doing well, man. How are you? Man, I am uh, stoked. So much uh, good stuff to talk about. You know, this time, the holiday time, a lot of games, you know, we got a lot of time to watch them. Last night, I was actually uh, at the uh, Crypto.com uh, arena. Is that what it's called? I'm still yeah. trying to get used yeah, yeah, to it. It is a little odd saying that, isn't it? It really, think, really you, is. You, you have to think about it like, wait, wait, where was it? Okay, yeah, Crypto.com. So, yes, and uh, I was there for the uh, Nets-Clippers game last night. Did you get to watch that last night? Yeah, I did. I watched um, – I was kind of going back and forth from the start of that to end because I wanted to watch the entire football game. Right. And, and so I, I ended up watching the game, and, yeah, it, it was uh, – pretty competitive it's just really weird watching these games now with with the uh healthy and safety protocols and obviously the Clippers they don't have Kawhi they don't have Paul George so it's just a different type of feel but I'm a sports fan so of course I watched it no doubt and of course we're going to get to that uh Dolphins win they win again what is that seven in a row uh they they beat New Orleans 20 to 3 the under it was 23 and a half. <laughs> they got the under at 23, which is pretty amazing, ain't it? 23 That's points. absolutely unbelievable. When we're talking the National Football League game with professionals and 23 points were scored. Like, right. it, it's – we were talking about this yesterday. I was like, there's no way that's going to go under. And right. And was it 26 and a half? Maybe that was the under. It was still, 26. But you, 26. But still, points? you think 23 points in an NFL game, it tells you where we are. But we'll definitely get to that. Uh, we do want to start, and, and we should give a shout out to our uh, crew filling in uh, here on the Dan Patrick Show. Jay Stewart is our producer. USC Chris is our engineer. So we're in full effect on this Tuesday, and and let's start here. James Harden, and we talked about this, TJ and I did the odd couple yesterday, but we, people had written off James Harden, which I just find hard to believe, right? TJ, they've changed kind of the calls. He wasn't getting the calls he was used to getting. He wasn't getting to the line the way he used to get. And all he did was come in last night, 38 points, 15 assists, eight rebounds, and the Nets beat the Clippers 124-108. And people go, well, they don't have Kawhi, they don't have Paul George. Well, guess what? The Nets don't have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and six other players. So would you say the tables were balanced? I mean, like they're missing the bulk of their team as well. But the Nets just continue to win 
uh, 23 and 9 on the season. And, and here's the other thing, TJ. Um, on Christmas Day against the Lakers, James Harden went off for 36 points in a big win against LeBron James and crew. Um, what do you make of people who were ready to write off James Harden and, and not think, given this guy's resume history, that he wasn't going to be able to get back to what he's used to doing? When, when a guy has been great for years, plural, like James Harden had, you, you can't, oh, man, he's not getting to the free throw line as much as he used to. The rule change is, is pretty much going to kill his uh, career as a great player. Like any great player does. What, like, any, like what do they do? Adjust. They adapt and adjust. It took him a little time to realize that I'm going for a lip and I swing my arms underneath yours and force contact and force a foul. They're not calling that any longer. He adjusted to that. And, and now you see it. He scored 39 points, 15 assists, eight he was rebounds. a monster. He was a monster out there. And, and, and it's easier for him because Kevin Durant isn't playing. So he has the ball in his hands. It's almost like he's in Houston again. Right. He has the ball in his hands. He's making a play for himself or he's making a play for others. And a play for others, 15 assists. He scores 39 points. He accounted for over half of their points. And, and, and so it's easier for him when Durant's not playing. Can he continue to play this way? When Durant comes back, because both of them need the ball in their hands to be effective like many great players are today. And and so what James Harden is doing is vintage James Harden. We've seen this before. But the people that say, oh, man, these rules, what's wrong with James Harden? He's just letting you know he hadn't gone anywhere. Right. And and, and if you're a Nets fan and you're thinking about, well, is this going to work or whatever? Because remember, they're going to get Kyrie back. Uh, Durant's eventually going to play. Already disjointed, and and they've been uh, sidelined with a lot of uh, uh, COVID issues and whatnot. And guess what? Best road record in the NBA. You would have thought it might have been the Warriors, right? The Suns, the way that they got out of the shoot and how, the way they were playing. But it's actually the Nets, 13-3. and three. Uh, on the road, which is pretty darn impressive uh, to start. But, yeah, James Harden did send out a message. His trip to L.A., 36 points. And that game on Christmas Day, uh, the Nets were up, what, 23 points or something in the third quarter against the Lakers? I mean, that's yeah, with LeBron. Don't, don't, don't that's with me. Westbrook. Yeah, you watch that. Am I right? It, it was another where you saw uh, Harden um, ramp up. And he had missed a week because of COVID. Uh, when he came back and played that game. And so his first two games back from the COVID uh, being sidelined, 36 points, uh, 10 and 10. He had a triple-double in that game. And then he also had that alley-oop to Nick Claxton. Remember that? Over LeBron, the facial? Oh, yeah. You saw that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, you know, we – again, when when you're an NBA player, it doesn't matter who you – all these dudes can play – 90% 90% of these dudes are 90, 98% of these dudes are great athletes. You play long enough, you're going to get dunked on. It's all right. That, it just shows me when you get dunked on, you're actually playing hard. You, you're trying to at least 
give them some type of resistance defensively. It just didn't work out in our favor. But we, we, when I say we guys, I'm talking to Lakers. I feel like it's a we thing. Stay we off the we. Uh, yes, I We got to figure this out. We got to yeah, figure and, it out. And speaking of the Lakers, let's go there because that's the other pressing uh, issue. And in that Christmas Day game, now the Lakers play tonight. They play the Rockets in Houston. They better get a win because the Lakers have lost five straight, TJ, and have looked pretty bad at it. The only crazy thing is LeBron has had four straight games of 30 points or more, but they can't win a game. What, what does that say? Like, like LeBron, if he scored 30-some-odd points, that, that, you're winning a game. Like it, it doesn't even factor in anymore. What, what's, what's happened there? Is the team that bad to, that even when LeBron is playing well and putting up extraordinary numbers in his 19th season, it doesn't seem as if it matters? Man, defense – we have to start playing some type of defense. You're not they don't have a team. On paper, when you when you look at the Lakers roster if on paper, just names and what they've accomplished, looks good. LeBron James, right. Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook. Don't they have four of the top du- seventy five players? Dwight Howard and you're saying Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony. An- should uh, honestly, let's just be honest. It should be five. Dwight Howard should be in there. Right. Dwight, Dwight Howard, Howard was a monster what? in Orlando. He, he no doubt be, about it. He should be one of the – whoever kept him and omitted Dwight Howard from that list, they're wrong for that. Dwight it, Howard is, is one it of because the best you think players. Dwight of the last uh, number of years kind of turned into being goofy and bouncing around? And, and I, don't, I don't know how they dismiss the start of his career. I'm with you. He deserves Multiple to be on that defensive list. player of the yes. years. He should be on a list. So that's five players. It looks good on paper when you look at the names. They have to come together. Somebody, one of those players, and when I say one of those players, it has to be because AD isn't playing. It has, it's going to have to be LeBron, Westbrook, or maybe Carmelo. They're going to have to commit themselves on a defensive end, and others will see that and follow. And, and they're not outscoring people. They don't have a perimeter shooting that they need to have. And so if you're not going to outscore people, how do you remain and stay competitive? You play defense. You play defense. And well, well, can an older team, they're the oldest team in the NBA – do they have enough muster to play defense? If you're looking for you're looking for LeBron to lead the way in year 19 defensively, I get what you're saying, because if LeBron's rolling up his sleeve and he's playing defense, it's hard for other people to look and not feel compelled to do the same. But if he's not doing it, then what's going to happen? I mean, because they're giving up uh, during this five game losing streak, they're giving up 120 points plus a game. What game are you winning? Where 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 um, you're giving up 120 points? It's a layup line when you play the Lakers. That that's what it feels like. It's a layup line. I don't even think the Washington Generals gave up 120 points to the Globetrotters. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it's like it's just when being a Laker fan, it's disheartening watching it. You're like, we we, we don't score consistently enough to play this way, and you would think. Them being there, they just have to play less minutes. And we again, we discuss this. 
play hard. If you really want to play defense, you'll play it. If you really, if it really matters, you'll do it. Defense is all desire and want to. Being on the same page, communicating, you will do it. But it's going to take one of the better players on this team to say, I'm going to lead by example. And so once I start to lead by example, you have to follow suit. And if you don't follow suit, I got to call you out. Because winning means that much to me. And so it's going to have to be a LeBron or Russell that leads prior to verbally trying to lead. Get out there and do it. Hey, I'm playing 38 minutes. I'm playing so hard on the defense side of the ball, I can only play uh, 30, 31 minutes. When you look at the game last night and you look at the box score, not one guy on the Clippers played 30 minutes. Not one guy. Mm. Not one guy played 30 minutes. And, and granted, if Paul George and Kawhi they were playing, played, obviously. they would have played 30 minutes. But not one player played 30 minutes. The Lakers can do that. And, and yeah, they got cooked by, by James Harden. And it was a little different because when the Lakers played the Nets, it was a James Harden and Patty Mills show. Oh, yeah. Patty Mills went off. And, <laughs> Patty uh, Mills he, he, he went killed off. them. He, and 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 I don't know how they left him open, and and uh, there were times when he knocked down threes without a defender. I'm like, the dude is was what was he eight for thirteen from three or something like that? Crazy. Uh, one guy who wasn't making shots though, Russell Westbrook, and uh, he's definitely shrugs off his slump. Uh, he had a triple double in that loss on Christmas Day to the Nets. Only problem, TJ, he shot four for twenty. From the field to get a triple-double. Four for 20. He left the arena without speaking to the media after that Christmas Day loss to the Nets. But yesterday he talked to the media and he shrugged off his slump. Let's hear uh, some some Westbrook. Everybody wants me to do certain things. Fizz, Frank, everybody want me to do this, but then they don't want me to do this. Honestly, I'm over the whole situation what everybody else want me to do and what they think I should be doing. And honestly, I mean, I think I've been I've been fine. The conversation has been heavily on how I'm playing and what I'm doing, but I think people are expecting me to, to have 25, 15 to 15, which that is not normal. You know, we need to, everybody has to understand like that's not like a normal thing that people do consistently. When people are saying Russ be Russ, I already think no, nobody understands what that means. I think people just say it and just be like, let's Russ be Russ, but nobody actually knows what that means. But myself and I'm going to lean on that and make sure I do what I'm supposed to do and let everything else outside of the locker room, whatever that may be, um, take care of itself. TJ, what do you make of this? Because I'm going to say this. Chris Broussard and I, when the trade was made, didn't think this was a fit. It was a first guess, not a second guess. And it's not to blame everything on Westbrook and the problems of the Lakers. I don't think it's a fit. And I don't think people want him to get 25, 15, and 15 or whatever he put out. But he turns the ball over a lot. He's not a good shooter from the perimeter. And he, there were games this year where they couldn't beat OKC with Anthony Davis and Westbrook because they didn't play well or he didn't play well. Uh, what what'd you make of his sound and, and what he's responding to people? I mean, when you're a professional athlete, no, you're, you're a human being first. You, you have feelings. You have emotions. And, and the majority of the athletes today, and it's somewhat of a difference. It's not somewhat. It's a different era than when I played. Social media was 
just coming up right or had just come towards the end of my career and, and so these guys are they're on that constantly and they say they're not but they but are they they're are. eating it up and they can't stand yeah. it right and i mean you watch the shows you, you see the little snippets in the clips of the shows yep. on social media criticizing you and praising you and, and, and so what what Westbrook is saying is I'm a human being like enough's enough oh I don't he's not saying that he doesn't see this he doesn't pay attention to it. obviously he's hearing the noise and what he's saying is yeah, I'm doing each week or each game that I play I'm giving you a triple double or close to it that is not something that you see on a regular basis or you haven't seen except coming from Russell Westbrook and so, although I may not score the points and shoot the percent that I should shoot, I'm doing other things to help the team, assists, rebounds, and he does play hard. He but plays you, hard every night. He doesn't cheat you. I, no, I love I love the way he plays, TJ. He plays hard, but the Lakers team as constructed, they need shooters, and, and you thought uh, Kendrick Nunn and – some of these got Trevor Ariza, Baysmore. You thought some of these guys would give you some three-point shooting. Trevor Ariza hasn't played. Baysmore and, and none. I don't believe none has played either. And so the Lakers, they haven't had their roster, but it doesn't matter. Like Westbrook, he's it, he's getting too much blame. Okay, but don't. He, he, but when you go escape, get, but when you go get a star player. And things are, and you're not winning. And you know some of the games, as I said earlier in the year, I think that's why people are on. And nobody expects the Lakers to win every game, but there have been some embarrassing moments. I don't know if you remember. Remember that game against Detroit? They were down like 25 points and had to rally just to win that game on the road in Detroit. Uh, they lost to OKC like twice up in 25 two weeks. Po- right, up 25 twice. points. Right. And so so I, think, I think people have seen those games, and that's why they have an issue because they're saying, wait a minute, okay, LeBron was out, but Westbrook and Anthony Davis can't beat the, uh, the Thunder? Yeah, it, it's one of those, like when Anthony Davis was playing, talent, super talent. I just go back to when they played the Bucks. It was almost as if Giannis was like, I'm a punk Anthony Davis. I'm going to punk him out. And he just played with a tenacity that nobody on the Lakers played with. I mean, he got whatever he like. Giannis is almost like a a baby Shaq, like a skinny version of Shaq. I'm getting into the paint. I'm going to the hole. Who's going to stop me? Stand in front of me if you want to. That's how he played. And I was just like, AD can do the same thing if he wanted to. But he doesn't have that mentality. And, And so the Lakers are trying to blame Russell Westbrook. But this is how Russell Westbrook has played for years. I'm gl- He's going to have some really good games. He may have some bad games. He's trying to make him a scapegoat. All right. We want to hear from you. 877-99 on Fox. We want to get you involved. Uh, what should the Lakers do? And TJ said that he's uh, Westbrook is the scapegoat. Who do you blame? We're playing the blame pie, and we want to know who's to blame for the uh, Lakers' 16 and 18 start, their five-game losing streak, and what looks like uh, a terrible season. 
Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It is the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio, Rob Parker, TJ Hushmanzada, the former All-Pro receiver filling in for Dan and the Danettes. Hope you're getting your Tuesday off to a good start on this holiday week. And uh, TJ, I know you're feeling good because you're former team, the Cincinnati Bengals, the team that drafted you, the team you were an all-pro for, they're rolling. Man, the I mean, Bengals we saw good. Joe Burrow threw for 525 yards. When TJ was watching that game, he ran out into his front yard hoping one of those passes would come his way. <laughs> they still threw on the ball. Right? <laughs> that was crazy. I mean, come on, TJ. But uh, the Bengals look good. But in the AFC, there's another team that's red hot and playing good football. Earlier this year, they lost seven games in a row. And now the Miami Dolphins don't look now. They've won seven games in a row. They beat the New Orleans Saints 20-3. to They increased their record to 8-7 and on the season. Their final two games are against at Tennessee and then against uh, New England. So they got two tough games to close out the year. And I know 20-3 to wasn't that pretty. Uh, New Orleans, they don't have any quarterbacks. They, uh, they, they had to start uh, – Ian Book. Ian Book, right, who 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 was what, their third-string quarterback, uh, didn't play really well. Really their fourth-string, huh, if you if you say Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, Trevor Simeon. Yeah, you're right, fourth-string. You're right, fourth-string. And uh, the Dolphins got a pick six to start the game, so that helped out, but the final score was 20-3. to And, TJ, I want to get your assessment, but I'm going to tell you straight up. I'm not buying the Miami Dolphins, not one iota, not one scintilla. I looked at their wins, and I'm not impressed. Other than a win against Baltimore, which I will give them back on November 11, 22-10, they beat Houston, the Jets twice, Carolina, the Giants, and New Orleans with a four-string quarterback. To me, the Dolphins are a dented can of tuna fish at the supermarket. They're not Hey, you get top that dented can, you're like, oh, let me go get another can. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, you know Am what? Am I wrong? wrong? Am I wrong? To a, to a certain degree, you are. And, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why. In the National Football League, there's going to be – you you need to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. And for the most part, the good teams do that. But it's hard week in and week out to win seven games in a row. Even harder to lose them. And you look at it and say, how did this happen? They played the Tennessee Titans this Sunday. I believe they're going to win that game. They don't have Derrick Henry. The Dolphins, it's what we talked about when we were speaking of the Lakers. One thing we know the Dolphins are going to do, they're going to play defense. They're going to play defense. Their defense is going to keep that team in every single game they play. It's going to come down to the last game of the season against the Patriots. Tua is playing good enough. I believe I, he can I'm be I'm glad better. you said that. I want, I, want, I, want us to get, I want you to finish your point, and then I want to get into Tua. 
because, you know, it seemed like they were up in the air on him. And we'll get into that. I really want to get your breakdown because the numbers aren't eye-popping, not not at all. But go ahead. No, they're not. When when you watch them, and just just specifically the game last night, Jalen Waddle is having a fantastic rookie season. Right, he's Jaylen, approaching uh, the the record by Anquan Bolden. That, that right? record is that record is good. It's broken. It, it's over. It's his. It's going to be his record. Very rarely will we see a rookie do what he's doing. But Jalen Waddle was one of the most explosive players to come into league in a while. They're treating this guy like he has no everything. They throw him is something short. He doesn't really get down the field, and, and so they're going to have to find a way that they can create chunk plays with what because Waddle can get down the field Waddle is an explosive fast athlete I mean it's literally he's probably averaging nine yards a catch and, and so they had to figure out a way to get explosive plays in this offense they had to figure out a way to run the ball a little more effectively because in essence they're using Waddle in a short passing game as an extended version of the run but they're, they're doing what they got to do I don't care who it is beat who's on the schedule if you do that, you have a chance to make the playoffs. They have that chance. It's going to come down, in my opinion, to this last game of the season against New England because I believe they should beat the Tennessee Titans because that defense and Brian Flores will get the job done. See, I, I just have, when you look at it, during the seven-game losing streak, they lost nothing to, to, they lost to good teams. So when I look at Tennessee and New England as teams with good records over 500, which I consider good teams, I don't believe they're going to win those games and the streak will be over and it'll be because they weren't able to beat the teams. I, I hear you. Gobble up all the, all the bad teams and there are a ton of bad teams in the NFL, but that's not always going to get you to where you want to get to because I mean, they, they ultimately you've got to beat some good teams. I, I mean, mean, they lost to bad teams. They, they lost to the Jags. They lost a heartbreaker to the Falcons by two points. And, and so they've lost – yeah, but they all wouldn't consider playoff teams, really. But they lost. To, but they lost to Buffalo. They lost to Tampa Bay. Hey, that they Buffalo lost to Buffalo lost. again. Uh, they lost to Indianapolis. They lost to the Raiders when the Raiders were playing better in the beginning of the year. So I'm saying their losses aren't shocking to me. And they did lose to Jacksonville. That was the really the bad loss. One. The the Buffalo loss and the Tampa Bay loss. Those weren't losses. They got slaughtered. Every all the other losses, at least the game was somewhat competitive. The Raiders game is a three point game. Uh, the Colts right. game it was double digits, twenty seven to seventeen, but that was still somewhat closer. But to lose to you don't make the playoffs. You look back through the schedule and you say, ah, we lost to the Falcons and the Jags back to back. That shouldn't have happened. And, and so they got to rolling once the Bills beat them for the second time. This is when they've gone on this seven-game win streak, starting with the Houston Te- Houston Texans was that get-right medicine. So they played Houston, oh, they got right, and they've been on a roll ever since. But there's going to there's gonna be some games where this offense is going to have to carry them, and are they going to be able to do that? Can Tua, with the game on his back, say, I got you? And, and that's, that's the unknown. No doubt, and I, and I do want to talk about him. I was going to say, I remember uh, with Waddle having a chance to break Anquan Bolden's rookie record, but I, I actually covered the first game that Anquan Bolden ever played. Do you remember that game, TJ? It was against the Lions, and Charles Rogers was 
played in that game, too. That was his very first game. And if I remember correctly, I need to find the stats. Both of them caught for over 200 yards, the late Charles Rogers. Uh, really? Do you remember that? Both I mean, Anquan I- and Charles both had 200 yards receiving in their very first game. If that's it, and I guarantee both teams walked away like, oh, we got our guys. Can you believe that? I, I know. Hey, hey, Jay Stu, find that out for me. I'm almost positive. I covered that game in Detroit. It was the opener of the season. But tell me about Tua. You said, and, and you just said it, he has to play better. He's played okay. He's played good. Uh, are they set with him? Would they make a move? Or is he still not completely the answer? Because last year they were jerking him around, and I got the feeling like they weren't all the way in on him. Uh, where's Tua for the Dolphins? It's hard, man. It's I, I think Tua is a good player. See, you hemming and hawing, that tells me that you're yeah, not be, be, so. And, I'm, and I'm serious because you I'm, wouldn't I'm, be hemming and hawing. It, no, Tua's accurate, but a lot of it – Coaching in the NFL matters so much, Rob. It's the one sport where, like the NBA, if you got great players, you're going to win. You're a great coach. Like, just call it what it is. If you got the best players in the NBA, you're going to win. Oh, no you're a doubt. great coach. No doubt. In the NFL, coaching matters, man. And when I when I and not not saying that Tua's not getting the coaching. What I'm saying is the play calling. The understanding of what the defense is trying to do to you, and so you understand why each play is called because what the coordinator is expecting. And I think people gloss over that. Like, I played with Cincinnati for so long, and then you leave and you go to other teams, and you get an understanding of, oh, it's a really good coaching staff. Oh, these guys aren't that good. Just from the experience of being with different coaches, everybody's not a good coach, man. And I'm not saying that that's the case. I would like to see the Dolphins get down the field more, run the ball a little more effectively, because you cannot continue to rely on this defense. And can Tua be that guy? I would, To answer that question, honestly, I would say I believe he can, but I'm not sure. Like, dude, he makes some throws. Wow. Like, that throw to uh, Mac Hollins last night was a great throw. It was a great catch as well. But everything is short pass to uh, Jalen Waddle, ten yard out to Jalen Waddle, uh, shallow cross into Jalen Waddle, shovel pass to Jalen Waddle, and they're getting him the balls in creative ways. But you have to be able to get chunk yardage in the NFL, and, and so can he be that guy? I believe he can, but I'm still uncertain. Wow. Yeah. I mean, coming out of college, we deal with the injury, but. Uh, he was a great college player. People had high hopes for him. They thought he was the uh, next thing. And there's so many other young quarterbacks. If you look at uh, Tua, doesn't even rate right when you talk about if you would if I would ask you the top five young quarterbacks in the league, you're not even mentioning him. No, no, no. You're gonna go Burrow, Herbert, Lamar. Josh Allen, I mean, Josh Allen is technically still young. I mean, if you go on the first contract still, no, because it's Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. You, you might throw him in there, huh? You think so? It's possible. Quite, I mean, it, it's possible. It's possible that he can get in there. 
but he but he's definitely at at the bottom of that list even if you put him there because you know the talk is about of course uh Herbert and Joe Burrow and 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 whatnot when you talk about these young quarterbacks yeah I I just I, you know I I get I get the Dolphins and I'm not trying to discount you you, you said it Winning in the NFL, there's only 17 games this year. You know, it's it's hard to win in the league. I get it. But I do wonder, and I always question teams that don't beat good teams. Like, like you know, that was my knock on the Rams and Stafford, right? When they had the dry patch, what happened? They played some really good teams and defenses, and what happened? Remember, they were off to a 7-1 start. Stafford's the MVP and all this. Look at his numbers. And then what happened? They play better teams, and then all of a sudden, they lose, and it's uh, pick sixes, and you start to look at teams differently. Am I wrong as far as it does matter who you beat if you're trying to get somewhere? If you're just trying to play out the string and lose in the first round, if you're getting the playoffs because you can't beat good teams, I, I just I just wonder. I I, I take. I, I take a, I take into account teams that you beat. I think it matters. It tells me more about a team. Now, when you, when you beat good teams, obviously you feel better about yourself. The coaching staff feels better. But at the end of the day, you you got to beat the bad teams as well. And but the good teams just gives you that confidence. Like you you go beat Green Bay, you're gonna feel real good about yourself. But the key is when you beat Green Bay, are you satisfied? Right. Or do you want more? And, and that's that's the key. And it, it's the motivation of, of the coaches. It's the self-motivation of the players. There's so many things that go into this. Like, Rob, when I was playing, it'd be so crazy, man. Like, Tuesday was our day off. So, guys will go out on Monday. And I'm not a drinker. But when I tell you, guys would get loaded. And they'll get loaded on Monday, Tuesday. Is that right? (laughs) What? And I'd be like, how are these guys practicing the next day? I mean, dude, I'm not. I've been in teams where guys would be so drunk, they drive straight to the stadium and sleep in the locker room, get there like 3 in the morning because they know we got meetings. Don't even go home. Wife probably like, where are you at? Right. Don't go home. Go straight to the stadium. And people think I'm talking about when I play for the Bengals. I'm not. I'm talking to other teams. Right. And, and it'd be like, they would be like, okay, sleeping it off at the stadium. Four getting hours. Ready before of, practice. Before Rob, practice. four hours of sleep. Four hours of sleep. And guess what? Get out there and practice. They, you know what off. Practice. And I'm like, I don't right. know how they're. I don't know how they're doing this. I don't know how they're doing this. I'm getting eight, nine hours of sleep without no alcohol, and I'm practicing. These dudes are getting four hours of sleep, and they were drunk the night before. And, and so it's so much that goes into this that if you're less than full strength, it's hard, but it has to be an effort of coaches, players, and everybody on the same page wanting greatness. And I looked at, I looked that up. Anquan Bowden had 200 yards against uh, – the Detroit did you find Lions. that? Yeah. What did, what did Charles man, have? Charles, he, he had four catches for 38 yards. Oh, what? I, I thought they were, they both. Joey Harrington was only 17 for 30 for 195. I, I knew there was, but what did he have three touchdowns, Charles Robinson? 
Charles Rogers had two touchdowns. Oh, two touchdowns. Okay. I remember that game by Anquan Bolden. I'm talking about a rookie. His hey, first he, game, yeah. right? He had 200 and something yards. I remember Man, that saying. 10 catches for 217. Which is crazy. You remember what you had in your first game in the NFL? Uh, my first game in the NFL, I do not remember, but I'm going to guess and say I was inactive. You were you were an actor, right? Oh, uh, them, them them first three years, Rob. It was right. walk into the locker room. Let's see if I have a jersey on my shoulder pads today where I'm active. Them first three years was uh. You walk in. How heartbreaking was that when you walk in and there's no jersey there? You're like, early on, it's right. heartbreaking, and then you start to realize, like during the week, like oh, I'm not really uh getting reps. I'm probably gonna be inactive this week. And so, like, it was it was different in Cincinnati, right? We didn't stay in a hotel my first couple years. And so, guys would go out Saturday night, like, go out into the club, be out till 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning. We got to be at the stadium at 11. Right. And so, you, if you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not getting no reps. Uh, I'm going to just go ahead and go out. And we didn't stay in hotels, so we just left the house we're all young. The whole team was young. I mean, right. you got to understand, Peter Warwick and Ron Dugans were drafted the year ahead of me, so our entire team was young. So, yeah, man, uh, right, wrong, or indifferent, a lot of guys, we were out in Cincinnati, man, the night before the game just having fun. And if you were active, it was just get out here and play with little to no sleep. Wow. I wasn't a drinker, so I was good, but I, sometimes you'd be out there tired. Yeah, no doubt, being out, hanging out all night. All right, so this is it. We do want to hear from you on this Dolphins. We just said it, the first team in NFL history to have both a seven-game losing streak and now a seven-game winning streak in the same season. It, it just feels kind of weird. I think the Dolphins are fraudulent. I told you, a dented can of tuna fish to me. Uh, but TJ's buying into them. He likes what he sees. He's not going to poo-poo, right? They're, they're winning. They've won seven games in a row. So TJ's cool with it. I just don't see them going anywhere. Home dinner may be a show, but uh, winning, making the playoffs, winning these last two games, I'm not buying it. Where are you? 877-99 on Fox is the telephone number. 877 877- Nine nine six sixty three sixty nine. If you want to chime in on the Miami Dolphins and uh, who's got a better beat on them, is it uh, TJ Hushmanzada or myself? Uh, but uh, I'm just not feeling it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It is the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio on your Tuesday. Rob Parker, TJ Hushmanzada, the former All-Pro wide receiver, filling in for Dan and the Danettes. And uh, you can catch TJ on the weekends, on Saturdays, TJ. Uh, plug your show. It is uh, up on game. LeVar Arrington, Plaxico Burris, and TJ Hushmanzada. When can we hear that, TJ? Every Saturday, 9 to 11 Pacific time, 12 to 2 Eastern Standard Time. Every Saturday, myself, LeVar, and Plexico. Yes, sir. Up on game. Fun listen. I was a guest. They tried to beat me up when I was on the show, but it's all good. I enjoyed it. You, you, you and Plex had a nice uh, <laughs> nice little bet going. Oh, that one say. hurt me we, so we bad. We won't say how that went. That one hurt me <laughs> as bad because the Nets were up 2-0 in that series. You remember that. 
We yeah. bet a pair of off-white Jordans, man. I, I was feeling so good. And Milwaukee came back and won that series. So I paid up, right? Hey, I, TJ, he, I paid he, up. He, he's giving you credit so many times on the air. I don't know if you've gotten word, mm-hmm. but he – Plexico was like, yeah, man, Rob is a solid stand-up, man. Sent me my Jordans and everything. He He's letting me know. You paid up your debt. No sure. doubt. I don't play that. If I'm going to bet you, I'm going to pay up. And, of course, you can check out The Odd Couple, the show I'm on with Chris Broussard, uh, Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Fox Sports Radio. So you can check that out. TJ, let's look at the NFC and some teams. Uh, and where they fit in, I want to get your take on, like, the best four teams. Are the Cowboys in the best four, top four teams in the uh, NFC? And give me your top four. Absolutely. that That's a no-brainer. The so Cowboys they're in the top are... four. Okay, so give me your top yeah. four teams, right? Packers, are they number one for you? Green, Green Bay would have to be one. Two, three, four, it, it's a toss-up. It, it's just... What do you like? What do you prefer? All right, let me hear you. No, I want to think. I want to hear. You want me to go one, two, three, four? Yeah, because the Rams give you the top four. Yeah, just give me the four team. They don't have to be. Oh, for sure, for for sure, the Packers are at the top, and and then it's the Rams, the Bucks, the Cowboys. No question, those are the top four teams in NFC, and I don't, I don't even think anybody could argue that those are the top four teams. Would you? no, I'm, I'm the only one I guess was Arizona has ten wins, but they're trending downward, and obviously they've lost five of their last eight. What do you make of Arizona? Let first tell me about the Cowboys because they won the NFC least, and let's face it, that division again. The Cowboys have struggled against some of the better teams. They beat up, they really beat up, and they beat up the Washington Football Team in ridiculous fashion uh, the other night. What fifty six points? So you saying the Cowboys are the AFC version of the Miami Dolphins? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm <laughs> asking you about the Cowboys. Is this it? They they haven't been to the NFC Championship game since what ninety five or six something like that. It's been a long time. Are they going to the NFC Championship? game this year they have a chance and the way they played against the Washington football team offensively I mean it wasn't even offensively it was a complete total team effort domination they they have a chance man it, in week one they lost that game to the Bucks. I believe it was 31 to 29 yep but I they remember. played so well and then they go to Los Angeles and beat the Chargers in a tight game. And so I said, oh, the yeah, Cowboys. But hey, before you give them credit for that win, the Chargers had two touchdowns taken off the board for penalties and I think two missed kicks. So they won that game, but I wasn't that impressed by the Cowboys that day. Uh, when you went on the road, okay, see, traveling in a different time zone, <laughs> and the Chargers are a good team. They're, they're up and down. But what what concerns me? They are up and down. That that team, I I I gave up on them. The Cowboys started rolling. They started rolling. The Cowboys started rolling. And then they scored nine points against the Chiefs. I'm like, huh? What is going on to this high powered offense? Right. And then they lose to the Raiders. You're like back to back, Chiefs Raiders. And so you you start to get concerned, and then they started to pick those after those two losses, they've picked it up. The Cowboys can beat you on the ground. They can beat you in the air. They can beat you with the defense. They can sack you. They can intercept the ball. The Cowboys are for real. All right, and the Cardinals, quickly. 
I'm not are so. They, are they? We're, we're, this is the second year in a row they're faded in the second half. I, I said this a month ago, Rob. I said it a month ago that I wasn't sold on the Cardinals being the best team in the Even NFC. when they were 10-2, and two, you didn't I, buy it. I did not buy it because there's steps that teams normally take with a young quarterback. This is foreign to them. And I look to be right. And they they got a tough game. And Cowboys and Cardinals this week. The Cardinals lose this. They're going to be real down on themselves. They, they don't have Hopkins playing. Right. And so they have to figure out a way that what's the right balance? Running the ball, passing the ball. How can we win these games? Because the Cowboys uh-huh. have an opportunity for the number one seed if Green Bay slips up. All right, the, we, we're, we're going to talk about more football, but let's let's talk about the third hour of the Dan Patrick Show coming up, TJ. Uh, we're going to talk Lakers. They play the Houston Rockets tonight. Uh, the Lakers have lost five straight. Uh, Westbrook uh, kind of uh, have had enough of people talking about him. We're going to hear some sound from Westbrook. We'll talk about the Lakers and their funk, all that and much more in the final hour of the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Stick and stay, America. It is the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. On your Tuesday, Rob Parker, T.J. Hushmanzada filling in for Dan and the Danettes. And T.J., let's talk some NFL football and Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. Pete Carroll, uh, the Seahawks lost a terrible game. It cost me some shekels, too, on Sunday against the Bears. (laughs) T.J., they were up 17-7. Uh, they lose the game at the end. The Bears even go for it on, you know, with a two-point conversion to win the game, not even kick an extra point to tie it. And they beat Seattle. Seattle's going to have a losing record this year. It'll be the first time since 2011 when they were 7-9, and nine, so a decade. They had a great run, two Super Bowl appearances. They won a Super Bowl. Should have won two if they gave the ball to uh, beast mode. Instead, uh, Brady got that one in the Patriots. But Pete Carroll's now saying he doesn't want to refresh and start over and rebuild. He sounds selfish to me. Listen to Pete Carroll. It is the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio on your Tuesday. Rob Parker. T.J. Hushmanzada, the former all-pro wide receiver, filling in for Dan and the Danettes. And uh, you can catch T.J. on the weekends, on Saturdays, T.J. Uh, plug your show. It is uh, up on game. LeVar Arrington, Plaxico Burris, and T.J. Hushmanzada. When can we hear that, T.J.? Every Saturday, 9 to 11 Pacific time. 12 to 2, Eastern Standard Time, every Saturday. Myself, LeVar, and Plexico. Yes, sir. Up on game. Fun listen. I was a guest. They tried to beat me up when I was on the show, but it's all good. I enjoyed it. You, you, you and Plex had a nice uh, <laughs> nice little bet going. Oh, that one say. hurt me we, so we bad. We won't say how that went. That one hurt me <laughs> as bad because the Nets were up 2-0 in that series. You remember that? We yeah. bet a pair of off-white Jordans, man. I, I was feeling so good. And Milwaukee came back and won that series. So I paid up, right? Hey, I, TJ, he, I paid he, up. He, he's given you credit so many times on the air. I don't know if you've gotten word, but he 
Plexico was like, yeah, man, Rob is a solid stand-up, man. Sent me my Jordans and everything. He He's letting me know. You paid up your debt. No doubt. Sure. I don't play that. If I'm going to bet you, I'm going to pay up. And, of course, you can check out The Odd Couple, the show I'm on with Chris Broussard, uh, Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Fox Sports Radio. So you can check that out. TJ, let's look at the NFC and some teams. Uh, and where they fit in, I want to get your take on, like, the best four teams. Are the Cowboys in the best four, top four teams in the uh, NFC? And give me your top four. Absolutely. that That's a no-brainer. The so Cowboys they're in the top are... four. Okay, so give me your top yeah. four teams, right? Packers, are they number one for you? Green, Green Bay would have to be one. Two, three, four, it, it's a toss-up. It, it's just... What do you like? What do you prefer? All right, let me a, hear you. No, I want to think. I want to hear. You want so me to go somebody's one, two, out. three, four? Yeah, because you just the want me Rams, to give you the right? top four. Yeah, just give me the four team. They don't have to be. Oh, exactly for sure. Right. For, yeah. for sure, the Packers are at the top. And, and then it's the Rams, the Bucks, the Cowboys. No question those are the top four teams in the NFC. And I don't, I don't even think anybody could argue that those are the top four teams. Would you? So the, no, I'm, I'm the only one I guess was Arizona has ten wins, but they're trending downward, and obviously they've lost five of their last eight. What do you make of Arizona? Let first tell me about the Cowboys because they won the NFC least, and let's face it, that division again. The Cowboys have struggled against some of the better teams. They beat up, they really beat up, and they beat up the Washington Football Team in ridiculous fashion uh, the other night. What fifty six points? So you're saying the Cowboys are the AFC version of the Miami Dolphins? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm <laughs> asking you about the Cowboys. Is this it? They've they haven't been to the NFC Championship game since what ninety five or six something like that. It's been a long time. Are they going to the NFC Championship game? this year they have a chance and the way they played against the Washington football team offensively I mean it wasn't even offensively it was a complete total team effort domination they they have a chance man it, in, in week one they lost that game to the Bucks. I believe it was 31 to 29 yep but I they remember. played so well and then they go to Los Angeles and beat the Chargers in a tight game. And so I said, oh, the yeah, Cowboys. But hey, before you give them credit for that win, the Chargers had two touchdowns taken off the board for penalties and I think two missed kicks. So they won that game, but I wasn't that impressed by the Cowboys that day. Uh, when you went on the road, okay, see, traveling in a different time zone, <laughs> and the Chargers are a good team. They're, they're up and down. But what what concerns me? They are up and down. That that team, I I I gave up on them. The Cowboys started rolling. They started rolling. The Cowboys started rolling. And then they scored nine points against the Chiefs. I'm like, huh? What is going on to this high powered offense? Right. And then they lose to the Raiders. You're like back to back, Chiefs, Raiders. And so you you start to get concerned, and then they started to pick those after those two losses, they've picked it up. The Cowboys can beat you on the ground. They can beat you in the air. They can beat you with the defense. They can sack you. They can intercept the ball. The Cowboys are for real. All right, and the Cardinals quickly. I'm not are so. They, are they? We're, we're, this is the second year in a row they have faded in the second half. I, I said this a month ago, Rob. I said it a month ago that I wasn't sold on the Cardinals being the best team even NFC, when they were 10-2, and two, you didn't I, buy it. I did not buy it because there's steps that teams 
normally take with a young quarterback. This is foreign to them. And I look to be right. And they they got a tough game. And Cowboys and Cardinals this week. The Cardinals lose this. They're going to be real down on themselves. They, they don't have Hopkins playing. But- and so they have to figure out a way that – What's the right balance? Running the ball, passing the ball. How can we win these games? Because the Cowboys uh, have an opportunity for the number one seed if Green Bay slips up. It is the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. On your Tuesday, Rob Parker, TJ Hushmanzada filling in for Dan and the Danettes. And TJ, let's talk some NFL football and Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. Pete Carroll, uh, the Seahawks lost a terrible game. It cost me some shekels, too, on Sunday against the Bears. <laughs> the, TJ, they were up 17-7. to uh, They lose the game at the end. The Bears even go for it on, you know, with a two-point conversion to win the game, not even kick an extra point to tie it, and they beat Seattle. Seattle's going to have a losing record this year. It'll be the first time since 2011 when they were 7-9, and nine, so a decade. They had a great run, two Super Bowl appearances. They won a Super Bowl. Should have won two if they gave the ball to uh, Beast Mode. Instead, uh, Brady got that one in the Patriots. But Pete Carroll's now saying he doesn't want to refresh and start over and rebuild he sounds selfish to me. Listen to Pete Carroll. Not for one reason at all. Am I thinking that we have to restart this whole thing and, and create a new philosophy and a new approach and all that? Kind of, I don't think that. I think we've got the essence of the things that we need. We've got to build on them. We've got to support it better. And we've got to continue to grow and progress. There's no standing still. But there's the foundation for doing things. No way, no how, TJ. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror and say, this has run its course. This is not the Legion of Boom defense anymore. Uh, Russell Wilson was a little disappointed in the organization last year, made it known to everybody. And guess what? Guess what the Patriots did? They let Tom Brady walk. They didn't make the playoffs last year. They regrouped, rebuilt their team. They signed free agents. They got a drafted a new quarterback, Mac Jones. And guess what? After one year out, they're back in the playoffs. This sounds like a, an older coach who just doesn't want to do what's right for the organization because it doesn't fit for him. But Bill Belichick did it. He didn't have to. He could have said, I'm an older guy. I've had a lot of success. I don't want to go through a rebuilding process. It would be good for Seattle. Am I wrong, or, or should they stay the course? When you, you said it yourself, Pete Carroll is older. A rebuild is, am I going to be here to see this through? And just look at the Seahawks' last five drafts. Your team is really built from late-round picks hitting. But let's, let's look at their just the last five drafts. Right. The first two rounds, you tell me – in North, you you have to hit at least two players you would hope every five years in the first two rounds. Obviously, they, they lost some picks because they traded for Jamal Adams. So last year, they draft, or this year, they draft Dwayne Eskridge, receiver. You don't really need a receiver. You have DK and you have Tyler Lockett. But he hasn't done much this year. In, in 2020, they draft Jordan Brooks from Texas Tech, Daryl Taylor from Tennessee. Uh, are either one of them? Doing something that you would like to be drafted? No. 
where they were drafted. 2019, LJ Collier from uh, TCU, the defensive end, the corner Marquise Blair from Utah. And then they also drafted DK. So that, that's one guy. They got DK, right. They, they got, got that they got, right. In 18, Rashad Penny, Rasheem Green. You would say, uh, I don't think so. 2017, Malik McDowell and Ethan Poacher. You got a defensive lineman, you got an offensive lineman. You say, I'm not too sure. 2016, Jermaine Effetti, the uh, offensive guard for AM, and Jaron Reed from Bama. And, and so when you look at their draft, when you say rebuild, they haven't drafted to where they can rebuild. They don't have draft picks because of the Jamal Adams. They don't have one. That, that was a bad trade. Oh, but, okay, so what are you going to do? You're going to stand pat? You're going to just act like, I mean, I, my point is, then you got to replenish your draft picks. You got to trade your, your your prize possession, Russell Wilson, and get picks. You you're not going to get a haul for Russell Wilson. And that that's their only way to rebuild. That, but that's trade my point. Russ- Man, you think Pete wants to do that? Pete is everybody's not Bill Belichick. Bill, but wait a obvious. minute, but Bill. Pete is six months older than Bill Belichick. All I'm saying, if it's good enough for a, a coach who won six Super Bowls at his age to say, I'm, he could have said, I'm going to ride Brady until the wheels fall off. I'm going to add tape and glue and sticks to hold this together in New England. Who are we beating anyway? It's just uh, Miami, Buffalo, and the Jets who we beat up on for the last 15 years. Like He could have made that argument. Instead, they decided to move on and to rebuild. You can't be afraid of it. And if and if uh, Pete Carroll doesn't want to be a part of it, if I'm ownership in Seattle, then maybe I, we need a new coach, younger, somebody who's willing to put in the work. The franchise isn't – look at the NFC. Look at the NFC West. Who are they beating, TJ? Standing pat. Who are they beating? When you look at the NFC West, normally you want to win your division to secure a playoff berth. You would say – they're going to be at the bottom for a while. Right. They're going to be at the bottom for a while. You got Trey Lance, you got Kyler Murray, you got Matthew Stafford, and you got Russ Wilson. But what have they done to be able to support him? And Bill Belichick has done this for years, six Super Bowls. Pete Curl, they hit gold when they got Bobby Wagner, Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor. They haven't been able to do it since. They've had some success but not to that level. No, not at all. And it's going to be interesting. I think ownership has to make a decision. You can't really let the coach dictate what's good for him because if you look at the rest of the division, you're at the bottom. 